This is episode 54 of the Marshall Street Podcast. You're listening to the Marshall Street Podcast, the home of music industry know-how that will give you the skills to take your career to the next level. Here are your hosts, Bennett Ferguson and Stu Watts. Welcome back to the Marshall Street Podcast. We're here again. Yes, sir. We're banking them. We are banking them. We are, because uh, this guy's going away soon, so we got to... You know, you got to get them in before we... Uh, Back-to-back podcasts. Know, just knock them out. That's right. So last episode, we had Bassie from Between You and Me. We did. And this episode, we're going to be talking about technology in music. We are. How it has changed this crazy industry we work in. And it really has. It certainly has. <laughs> many many aspects of it. It's flipped on its head. Many aspects yeah. of the industry that were around 20 years ago no longer even exist. Yep. Um, so let's start it off there. Uh, some of the stuff we're going to be talking about is, you know, things about like the actual technology itself. Yep. Like, like the availability of options that we have now to, to use to yep. create. Yep. Um, things like analytics. Yep. Um, and barrier of entry. The barrier of entry. How how that's pretty much eliminated these days. You know, you you don't really need that much money to be yep. able to create music. That. You know, I think we can start there. Let's start like, on that one, you know, yeah, barrier of entry. 20 years ago, 10 years ago, how much money it cost to have the gear to create something. You know, you needed 100%. at least at least $1,500 just to get started. To, and even not just the money side of things, obviously the equipment, it was much, it was super early in recording technology, you yep. know, especially digital when it went to digital over analog. Um, so the equipment was so much more expensive, but it was so much more scarce. Mm. And then people who knew how to operate it was even scarcer as yeah. well. Like it yep. wasn't like you yeah, could do it from specialist. your bedroom. Yeah. Um, so again, that barrier to entry was much more significant. Mm-hmm. But I think another big one is uh, you pretty much needed someone around. You needed to, you know, whether it was being born and your dad was in the music industry or mm. your uncle was in the music mm. and knew someone to get these things hooked up. Or you had to really go out and network and hustle your ass off to find a way in. Because it was very much a closed circle of the people who produced Mm -hmm. records in each country, the people who, you know, made a lot of money and were successful in the music Mm -hmm. industry. It was they were it was a almost a closed circle for a long period of time. It really was. And I think the difference between like the levels was Mm. was way more drastic. Yes. There's such a such more of a gap, a delta between the people that were making music and getting their music heard. Yep. And local and the music. rest, yeah, yep. and the rest. Yep, a hundred. It's kind of like I, I think of a, think of it in a way that you know, 30, 30, 40 years ago, there was less. There was maybe a handful of people that made huge money off music, mm-hmm. and everyone else didn't. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's kind of swapped, where everyone has the option to make medium money. You mm-hmm. know, those standout mm-hmm. Justin Bieber's and the Roy's. They are still there, but they're. They're kind of a little bit fewer between. I've, I've said for about five years that the superstar yep. is so rare these days. Yep. You know, back in the 90s Like your the Michael Jackson 2000s, that, yeah. that's huge and prolific for over a decade. Michael Jackson's M&Ms. Yep. Like, you know, Fred Durst at the time. Yep. You know, of these scenes, the, the superstars, you know, we still have them these days. They still exist for sure. You know, you've still got, still got Kanye. I guess Kanye was kind of at that point. Hundred percent. I'd say he still he was, is, arguably. But, but he was at that point, like in terms of fifteen years ago. That's when he really started, yes. right? That's well, when he kicked off. And I, that was still a thing where superstars existed. Yeah, hundred percent. And I would say, yeah, around twenty ten ish is probably when. Well, I, I think it's got know. to do with when media outlets got saturated. Mm. So what I mean by that is in ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand, 
MTV ruled music. Mm. So Eminem, Blink-182, Fred Durst, mm. these people and bands were heavily broadcasted by the one biggest channel in the world. Yeah. So then everyone listened to it. Yeah. You were yeah. almost legendary. If you got played regularly on MTV in the mm. late 90s, early 2000s, you were pretty much still a household name 20 yep. years later because they had no competition. Yep. Whereas now that there's so many different online blogs and articles and there's Grime Daily and everyone's getting their information about bands from 30 different blogs, independent publications, Instagram pages, you don't have these monster people that just go stratos like stratospheric and or I whatever think, that word is. Well, no, that's right. But I think music was different. It was way different. It was like music was an unattainable thing. Like if you were a, if you were a, a superstar in music, it's like, Wow. Mm. Now you like you said, you can kind of hit limits and you can get you can break through different barriers. There's probably like 10 barriers that you have to break through now. Back then it was maybe three. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like those different levels to some people, that's the superstars. Yeah. You know, that that they're only on that medium, you know, they're making it, they're making their life about music. And, you know, they might not be making heaps of music, uh, money, sorry, but people know who they are. Yep. And that's kind of more of the available superstars these days. Yeah. And now it's kind of like not not really so much anymore, but the the Instagram famous people and stuff yep. like that. They're more of superstars these days. They're they're the they're the people we're hearing about all the time. Yep. And that's just the TikTok. Yeah, TikTok, TikTok stars. And, and I mean, even like because news these days is kind of so different as well. Mm. You know, you don't watch the news. I don't. I mean, who the fuck watches the news now? It's such a waste of time. But, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you you would. You'd watch the news and you'd hear about probably because they were getting paid mm. to have them featured True. on these things, you yep. know. It's crazy. And, that's, and one of the other things that the, you know, technology and this one, the internet really did was it split up and diversified the income streams in the industry. So instead of there being one huge stream of money yep. that went from consumer to record label mm -hmm. and then the record label then got to distribute to the artist and pay for all these wild and, and extravagant things. And choose who things. they wanted people to And the label, and... like it was all the money came in one big stream to the label and then they could fucking do whatever they want with mm -hmm. this huge amount of cash. Mm -hmm. Now it's a whole lot of little streams that go to different people if you're clever about it. Yep. Um, you know, and it's only in a 360 deal or something like that mm -hmm. where the label gets to collect all these little streams. So it's like now you have a little off-income stream of merch of, uh, you know, it might be subscription-based. It might be something like, I uh, can't have gone blank. Yeah, yeah. OnlyFans, but yeah. for music. Um, yeah, Bandcamp. Bandcamp, um, in, in like uh, touring, physical sales, digital sales, like merch. all these other little streams. Mm -hmm. They've now been divided and broken up rather than them being one big channel of money. And it, and it was all controlled. It was all so controlled. It was very specific. They they had control over what they wanted people to see, this yep. and that. It's so much more independent these days, which 100%. is great for so many reasons, yep. but it also makes things a lot harder. That's it, the, makes it makes it a real so job. Harder. It you know? totally and does. And I guess it, 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 it differs from the people who want to do the bare minimum and get paid a lot and live mm. that fronting life. It's like, yes, those big majors are the place to do it, but at the end of the day, they're going to shelve you as soon as you're not putting out number one hits. Like and, as soon as... Yeah, do you know what I just thought of as well is like you don't hear as much of the stories about, oh, I had no control over what was happening. You know, they just took advantage of me. The the the, the label just, they wanted to run this story about me and it wasn't even true. And you don't really hear those stories as much these days, I don't think. Mm. You know, 
because of that control that they had over their artists yeah. and what they wanted people to see, they would tell the narrative for the artists. Like, you know. Oh, I, th I think back when, um, and obviously they knew it, that there was, it was so hard to broadcast things. General people didn't have cameras in their pocket mm. the whole time and mm. there wasn't Twitter mm. for them to say things. Mm -hmm. So you get situations like TLC, who were one of the big ones, like they've been at award shows and they've got like, you know, five out of the top 10 current hits and they're up there accepting the award and they're like, we're broke. We have no fucking money. The label screwed us in our deal and we, we don't make money. We tour and we make money for them. We sell records. Everything that you buy, it makes money for them. They're mm. like, we're broke. Mm. And, you know, these days I think you hear those complete horror stories. There's still horror stories out there. Trust me, even yeah, the artists come totally. them through, you get them. But they're on a smaller scale compared yeah. to what they used to be because I think the back then these guys knew that unless you were in the room with them or unless – and to be honest, there was a lot of fear about it. Artists wouldn't want to speak out because yeah. they're like, fuck, man, this could cost me everything. I've always wanted yeah. to be an artist. If I speak out, it's going to cost me my dream. Yep. So they played on that for people to stay quiet and they just – they knew they could get away with it. Yep. Whereas yep. nowadays I think with people being so exposed to information and knowing that they can tell their story in the in a split second via a smartphone, via the internet, via social media, you know, people aren't doing these horrific fucking deals yep. anymore. Yep. So it is good. It's It's – it's spreading and it is, yeah. And just being independent just means you're just controlling those income streams yeah. and bringing them back to you. But the flip side is, yeah, you do have to do more work. Yep. It's got to be a job. And, and you know, what better job is there? What more rewarding job is there than a creative life? 100%. You know, like it's, I mean, that's debatable, obviously, depending yeah, on who you're talking to. But the, the uh, feeling that you get after working hard on something that means so much to you and getting results and, you know, sometimes getting paid well for it, what, how, that's super rewarding. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can do it if you take your time, yep. put in the right steps, you know, plan things out properly and have an awareness of all the different possibilities of these income streams yep. that technology has allowed us to have now. Yep. Um, be smart about it. Do your research. Work hard to understand these different platforms that will allow you, you know, things like producer hubs, you know, like, um, you know, there's places now like Sound Better and stuff like that where, you know, if you're just starting out as a producer, you can get jobs um, if you're smart enough to know how that platform works. You know, BeatStars is another one. You know, pu putting your beats online, that was in like that didn't how exist the fuck when we were when I was in a band. Not a thing. Beat leases, yeah. like that was yeah. that is not a term that existed no. eight years ago. Like and when so we were for, playing, yeah. like, sorry, when yeah. we were playing, it was like if you didn't produce, like there was there was. Uh, Produces catalogs, but they generally only came when you started talking to management or PR companies. And you had really, to pay to access the actual catalog. You couldn't uh, just well, we listen didn't. to it. Yeah, we didn't when it came. But the only time we even found out that that was a thing was yeah. when we started getting speaking to management and things yeah, like that. Yeah. So when you're starting off, it's like, hey man, if we can't, if we don't produce a good track, our band sucks. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not like, hey, let's just go on the internet, find a banging beat, which yep. is fucking awesome, yep. and then let's write to it. Mm -hmm. Like that just wasn't yeah. an option. Yeah. So that barrier of entry of like, hey man, I'm a shitty producer, but I want to be a rapper. You had to go and find someone to produce for you. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, that is the internet. Yeah. It's called yeah. Google. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Wild West of beats. Yep. Yeah. And so if you understand those platforms enough. <coughs> Excuse me. If you understand those platforms enough and how to utilize them to to make sales, you can be earning, you know, at the start a part-time living from your music, 100%. you know, in the first one or two years. Like, like it's so doable now. Uh, imagine being a high school kid 
who was like into making beats. They've been making beats yeah. since like 14, 15. Yep. Imagine getting to year 11, 12 and you're selling beats online, making a couple hundred bucks a week from tunes like, dude, just like you're set for a good trajectory in your career. Absolutely. And that's a very doable thing for most 16 year olds yep. who do produce a lot in their bedroom. Yep, absolutely. And that's just one yep. way, you know, you, the other way is obviously being in, you know, rooms with, with rappers and stuff like that. That was the original way of having to do it. But having that Beat Stars thing as a side thing, mm -hmm. as just like it's almost passive income, unreal. Yep. And unreal. you're just you're just gonna be getting better at your, you know, at your craft, at producing, um, and then, you know, actually getting access to gear to produce on. These days, because creatives, it's a more accepted field, mm. you know, the idea of, hey, saying this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I wanna be an artist, I wanna be a musician. Mm -hmm isn't as crazy as it was 30 years People ago. People like, oh, you need to have another job for that. Like, yeah, you like know, now there is music stores. Yeah, it's just for, like, yeah. Where you can walk into, look at gear. There's super. There's stuff for starting out to experts. There's, you know, reasonably priced gear that you can go in and you can start producing right away. Things like, you know, um, like Slate uh, subscription for, for mixing, you know, costs like 15 bucks, 20 bucks a, a month and you have access to some of the best sounding plugins in the world. Yep. You know, if you've got a computer, you know, that might cost you. If you're just starting out, you can get a computer for 700 bucks, right? Yep. Facebook like a, a decent, a decent computer, yep. you know, and then the actual technology that you're using to produce an interface, a two-channel interface you can get for $200, $300. Well, e even before that, you can get uh, GarageBand, which is the little brother yep. of Logic. You yep. can get that for free. free. On Mac. that, you can use the laptop keyboard as a keyboard and yep. you can use that to literally yep. start making it. You don't need anything. Yep. It's not like, oh, man, I've got to find someone with an MPC and you've got to find that one yeah, dude yeah. in your neighbourhood who has an MPC. Yep. And then you got to, hey, man, well, I can't look on the internet what the fuck quantize means. So you need to figure all these things out. Yeah, yeah. Whereas these days it's the access to the tools to get yeah. into it, yep. they're there. Yep, absolutely. And then the education side of things. Yep. There's another side of things. You can learn like, how to use these tools. You don't even have to pay any money. You know, YouTube is the best re free resource. Mm -hmm. You know, learning where to sift through to find valid information and actually understanding the, the topic that you're watching, different story. But the availability, it's there. It's correct. there. Yep. It's and, free. And then the best thing to do is partner that because the internet, you know, uh, YouTube, things like Udemy, Linda, these have replaced universities. Like the information is there and it's good information. Mm -hmm. It's it's reliable sources. Not YouTube, but things like Linda and Udemy. Yep. Um, go in and you can spend all this time on your own between the hours of 8 p.m. and fucking midnight yep. when you were, instead of going to bed, you can now upskill yourself. Yep. And then the best thing which we tell the people out here is now go and use those skills with someone else so that you can see and pick up on any kind of blind spots or any bad habits you're teaching yourself. Because yep. purely when you're learning something new, you don't know it. So you don't know if you're getting into a bad habit accidentally. Mm -hmm. yep. So then it's always good to go and double check Absolutely. and be like, hey, Stu, man, check Absolutely. out this new thing I learned last night. We can talk about it. And it's like, oh, man, lucky you said that because I was going to go about it this way. But, you know, you've stopped yourself from falling into this trap. Absolutely. And, I mean, Jay, Jimmy Beats, um, yep. literally came into me yesterday with a, a few little questions that he had for me. I'm happy to help. Like, that's what I'm here for. Like, I, I had to learn this shit. I'm still learning. Um, you know, what better way is just to ask a couple of questions or, you know, really simple questions. But when you're first starting out, you want to know the right answer. So yep. it's like, you know, that is really crucial to have someone that you can go to to find out more information about that you're not scared to ask a question about. Yep. And, you know, a place like Marshall Street, that's what we're here for. That's where the you knowledge know? is. Absolutely. And so 
the barrier to entry. That's a huge. It's it's gone. It's a huge thing that just doesn't exist yep. anymore. And for know? anyone listening, if you if they honestly think there is still a big barrier to entry, it's mentally you've put yes. it in your head to make yes. this thing seem harder than it is yep. when it's really like. And even for anyone's like, hey man, that's cool. I don't have a laptop. You can go to Gumtree, yep. literally get free shit, sell it on Facebook Marketplace, do that for a month, four weeks, yeah. and you'll get $700 yeah. on Facebook Marketplace, yeah. then buy a secondhand Mac laptop, yep. and you've now opened the door. Yep. It's done. That's if it. your hunger's there, you'll, you'll, you'll find, find a way. way. You'll yep. find absolutely, a way. Absolutely, absolutely. And then the other thing that technology has given us is the analytics side of it, yep. to actually be able to get real-time feedback about how our music is doing in the world. Yep. When fucking... 30 years ago, imagine how would you done that? No One, it was, I can tell you from speaking to people who worked in CDs and record stores, it was all completely fraudulated, like buybacks, people in the back of CD shops whose job was literally to scan in CDs and then um, return them and just have, have them as sales because record labels used to do buybacks, short stores used to order fucking a whole heap of CDs which counted yep. towards sales even though they never got sales. They'd yep. literally go out back and people would throw them out yep. and these get counted as sales. Um, yep. So the ability to get real data and feedback about how your music is going has... And even, even back then you'd have to pay some sort of a company who had access to the numbers. Yep. You know, even just having those numbers, like, yeah, that stuff happened, but then where do you get that information from? You've got where to do you pay find to be a member numbers? of ARIA or RIAA totally. in America. Yep, yep, absolutely. And so that that's another thing, you know... You've got it, you've got it there. Yep. You've got Spotify for artists. You've got Apple Music and the that back, you can gain access to. And the back end of Spotify for artists, um, great. that gives you live um, live numbers for the first two weeks, I think, of a release. So, you know, once you've got that no, real – forever. You've got the numbers forever. Oh, no, but, I mean, they're live. Like, you can watch it oh, go right, on. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, After right, that, yeah. I think they update, like, every day or something. Every day, but yeah. you can literally watch it live for that start of it. Yes. And it's like this gives you the real – data to go off it gives you real information whether you want to keep your head in the sand and pretend those numbers aren't what they are or pretend they're bigger than they are or you don't want to look at them because it's a soft spot and you're like oh man i think i'm better than that they're com that's completely up to you but the yeah. fact that you've got data there and you can actually sit down and go cool last release did this this release did this last release this was my release plan this one was this if you want to look at it from that analytical way you have got all the information to do so yeah. to then plan your next one. Yeah. Now, yes, that is extra work. It is going and looking at numbers and it's spreadsheets and it's having to look. It, yeah, sometimes it may suck, but it's like, do you want to do this? Do you want the well, job? I think it's 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 that easily obvious thing of the amount of time that you put into it mm. is what you get back. Mm. And so you can call, you can say it's a waste of time if you want. That's up to you, but you're not going to get the return that other people that do put the time in and make the effort to do things like, you know, preparing for tours by budgeting, finance, all that sort of stuff, actually looking at the where you're getting played so you know whether it's a good place to tour for. All of those little things make such a big difference into how successful the next thing that you do is going yep. to be. And because it also comes down to your attitude to it as well. Totally. If your attitude is, oh, well, I'm not going to do it unless I can really see the benefit myself. It's like, well, one, you never know what's going <laughs> to benefit back, you. Backwards. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. attitude <laughs> should always be, sweet, well, let's do it. Even if you don't, you'll learn something from it. You'll mm -hmm. be better from it. Your attitude towards doing things for it is will carry on. Absolutely. And once you've done something, you can have an actual opinion on it. Yeah. You know, you... People that haven't done something and are making these claims that it doesn't work or yep. this is how you do things and yep. it's like you don't – you're talking shit. Yeah, yeah. And you're only lying to yourself People and people that believe your bullshit as yeah, well. So yeah. it's like 
where's the win there? There's Correct. no win there. No. It's purely ego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never listen to advice from anyone that isn't doing or hasn't done what you're trying mm. to do. Yep. Because it's just their internal opinions on shit. Yep. And then there is that there is also um something about humans, unfortunately, where there is people who when they see you doing something good, if they're lazy in their life or they don't think they're doing it all, they just want to tear you down. Yeah. They want to be like, oh man, you know, it's it it makes them for some reason feel smaller or feel more insecure when they see someone going out and mm. chasing it and doing funny things with almost yeah, exactly. no expectations. Yeah. You're like, hold on, yeah. why, why are you doing that? I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say on analytics is uh, like even curating shows. Now, this is a bit of an extreme example, but Smashing Pumpkins did it. They used the metadata from Spotify uh, to curate a US uh, national tour and each set each set in each city was curated to what the people in that city listened to listen most. To, yeah. So they changed songs each city in their sit list and yep. it was completely built around the metadata yep. of listeners in that city. Yes, and now not saying that you should do that, but, but you can. But that's an option. <laughs> and an option. this is what some of the big bands are doing. They're like, fuck, isn't it weird <laughs> how the West Coast listens to different shit to the East Coast? So it's like, hey, dude, let's respect our fans who provide us with a living enough Absolutely. to go, fuck, man, we're going to play the tracks that you fucking like. We've yep. got all the information that technology has given yep. us today and we're going to use it to better your experience of yep. seeing us live. And, you know, the other thing, obviously social media is a huge technological advance. We're not going to talk too much about that. But the analytical side of, of social media is huge as well. You know, with Instagram and stuff like that, you can see – Yes, it might be how much Instagram's pushed a certain post or something like this, something like that, how much you've posted in the last week or all those things matter, but you still have access to information that might tell you a little bit more about your audience yep. and who's viewing what yep. and who's responding to what, what sort of posts are getting comments. Yep. Try it again, see if you get the same reaction. Yep. Try it a little bit differently to see if you get a different reaction. Yep. You know, all of these little things that will mean that you can have a better understanding of your audience, which means that mm. you can market yourself more accurately. Mm. Yep. yep. Exactly. You can see and pick up on trends. Like, again, we'll go back to before technology because we're comparing this. Mm -hmm. You know, imagine when your band was featured in a magazine. Say back in there your band gets in Rolling Stone. It's a mad fucking article, Rolling Stone. Took the time to do it. You don't know who's seen it. No you idea. You have no idea about it. You're just like, hey, man, I was in a magazine. Yep. Awesome publicity. People see it. You do get, um, you know, that clout from it. There is but no in way terms to measure of it. Get, there's zero. Zero. You're like, well, I hope people read the article on page seven. <laughs> yeah. How many people use that page as rolling paper? For yeah. How many people <laughs> yeah. skip past <laughs> it? What? And yeah. you'd have no control over what was put on top of it, below it, what else was on that picture. It's like yeah. all of the, it's you're, it's blindly putting things in. Correct. Whereas these days we, we can get the feedback from it. Yes. And so, yeah, of course these tools like Instagram and stuff are free. That is a kind of way to know that you're not going to have complete control over how it's shown to people. Even if you're paying for a an ad on, on Instagram or Facebook or something like that, you don't have control over exactly who, who it goes to. You might have like be able to put in these little, you know, I want it to be shown in Melbourne to people, to, uh, you know, 18 to 24 or something like that. You still don't have complete control over it, but Instagram is free. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to understand that and stop talking shit about hmm. things and complaining about things, which is another podcast that we're going to do in the future. But, you know, you can't you can't complain about something that's free that didn't exist yep. 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Utilise it for what it is good for. And another huge thing, DMs. 
Yeah. <laughs> like that is something that exists on Instagram. You can get into a DM and have a chat with someone that you respect, that you like their music with, that you want to have a feature on. You can start that conversation. Yep. Didn't exist 15 years Crazy. ago. Crazy. Yep. Unbelievable. So, I mean, technology's changed the game and it always will. It will continue to like there you just have to find a way to utilize technology to benefit yourself. And you know, it's not even just for creating music. It's 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 for the extra things that you do. So as everything a in life. Like I'll break it down kind of this way. It's like we're not going backwards in our technology use. The internet no. isn't going away. Smartphones aren't going away. The trends in everything, in how everyone acts in society, in the mm -hmm. first world countries, you look at what what was the smartphone trends 10 years ago? How much did people use their phone? How much of business was on mm -hmm. a smartphone? How, how much did you need a smartphone to exist in our society? And then what's that now? Mm. Like you pretty much can't have a job without a smartphone these yeah. days. Like yep. you can't really be a productive member of society without a smartphone. Yep. So it's like, guess what? If society and us as a whole lean on a bit of technology that much, mm. it's not going to disappear. It's just yep. going to get keep getting streamlined in our, into our lives. And if people keep, if you, if you're not willing to accept that and then move into that and use it to your advantage, you're always going to be behind. You're, yeah. going to be behind. you're fighting yeah. what's coming. It's like fighting gravity. Yeah. There's no, accept it, know that it's there and understand then use it. it. Understand Take the time it. to understand it. Learn yeah. it. And then learn that it's not, it's not stagnant. It's not set and forget. It's not like, oh man, I learned technology now. So I'm, I'm good. I'm set. What you well, but just the, wait for the fucking metaverse, you know what I mean? Like, and blockchain coming. and all that sort of stuff. Like, and, and but all the all the things you learn feed into the next one. Like, yeah. if you are say you were you weren't around on Facebook because you hated it, and then you ignored Instagram till 2018 or till 2020, and you're like, okay, fuck it, I need to be on Instagram now yeah. in 2022. So you go and you learn Instagram. Guess what? In five years, when the next one comes up, or when you go to jump on TikTok, the same things you've learned, the same habits, the same patterns that your brain has picked up on will help you in the next one. It will make yeah. that easier. In 10 years, when we're in the metaverse, guess what? All the things you've learned now will continue to help you understand the landscape of technology. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think, have we covered everything? Um, what else <laughs> are we going to talk about? There was analytics. Barrier to entry. Buried, and also uh, tools to work on. Being creative, how to yep. get the, uh, I guess, going from song in your head to listening back on an, an actual song. Mm -hmm. um, technology has changed the interfaces that are available. Mm -hmm. Like just the amount of MIDI in, in interfaces available to produce mm -hmm. music these days is growing every year. Yep. You know, back, for anyone who's into hip hop, they'd know the old school hip hop heads and, you know, producing on a MPC and having like an 808. It's like there was two... But there was really one. There was an MPC yep. that which was on floppy disk, which you had yep. to fucking learn to get the samples. So like, if you didn't things. know how to use that, you probably weren't going to produce anything. You yep. had to learn that bit of gear. Yep. Nowadays, you can you can tailor stuff. You can program MIDI inputs to however the, you were. All the different digital audio workstations. All the different software. Yeah. All the different layouts. The different computers. Different microphones. Like you, there is totally. so much different things to use. Yep. And that, and the new stuff that that that's, you know, come out recently in the last, you know, few years. Slate is another – like, they're to me, they're, like, top tier in terms yep. of, like, revolutionising things. You know, they've, they've done things where they have one microphone and you can have software that tells that microphone to sound like mm. 10 different microphones. Like emulators. Unbelievable. And headphone emulations. You know, Slate VSX is a crazy that's one where right. it tells – you know, it tells the headphone to be in 20 different types of room, in your car, in a big club – 
in a specific studio. So you have access to these types of technology that can only make you better. Yep. By utilising it, it can only make you better. Yep. I'm a massive fan of trialling different plugins, different, you know, uh, software instruments. You know, Arcade's another one that's crazy to me. Arcade, you have a sample library and things like Splice as well, you know. Yep. Sample libraries that you pay for, you know, a, a 10... $10 monthly subscription, you have access to all of these amazing high-quality sounds yep. that you can sample and use in your songs. Yep. You don't have to get clearance for it. Yep, that's what they're there for. Unbelievable. Yep, and the sounds are legit as well. Like, they're good quality, yeah. They're used in the best production. Like, 100%. So, and you you don't need something that costs $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 yep. to make it sound good anymore. Yeah. You have access to high-quality Mm -hmm. really, really good quality stuff. Yep. And you can make the best sounding stuff if you know how to use it. Yep. The other side of that is learning how to use it. Yep. Which thankfully which with technology YouTube, has become easier as well. Unbelievable. You know, so, it wasn't like you had to go and find the studio with a producer on it, convince him to give you an internship, clean the ashtrays for three months before he lets you in the studio, then get him to teach you how he produces totally. while you ingest all of his flaws and bad habits that he's picked up along yep. the years. And so it's like... Or the other side of things is you're a band, you're going into a studio, you got no idea what the engineer's like, mm. you don't know their skill level, you don't know their attitude, you don't know what style of music they listen to. <laughs> like that doesn't exist anymore if you learn how to use this technology yourself. And, and yep. you know, it's so it's so accessible. Yep. And I just love it. <laughs> like it's, oh, it's, it's, it's the best. It's 100% the best. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who's fighting it, like you're only... You're only you're only stopping your own career. Stopping yourself, you're stopping yeah. your own growth. You're you're hindering your journey. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah. I think we've hopefully, covered, uh, hopefully you've gotten some. Hopefully some this nuggets. has gotten you inspired and razzed up to go and just learn what is out there in the music yeah. realms. Because I can yeah. even tell you, like, going into a music shop and just seeing what is there, you're like, holy shit, I didn't know this existed. Yeah. Like they make this now. Yep. It's so you know. Just going on, jump, spending some time on the internet, researching new stuff, new plugins. Yep. If you're a drummer, what's new in the digital drum scene? Because they're advancing as well. So there's yep. all, it doesn't matter what you do, there's technology is evolving every part of the music creation process. Yep. Um, and just, not saying that you have to buy everything. You're not nah, saying you have to oh. actually learn absolutely everything. Find things that you gel with. Find something that like that you see and go, that's sick. Yep. Learn about it heaps. Yep. Right. And then figure out what you want and to then buy. Go, go see know? and try it if someone's got something. And else find out what you don't like. Like, mm. you know, it's like with everything, knowledge is no burden to carry. Yep. If you know why you don't like a set of plugins or a set of uh, hardware, if you know that you don't like it and why you don't like it, cool. Like, that's no information <laughs> you have. Like, if you roll into a studio, you're not going to spend the first half an hour being like, hey, I wonder if this, if I'm going to like this yeah. and fucking wasting your time. Yep. You know it. You've already done it. You've got yep. that information. Absolutely. So just get out there and use use the stuff that is available. Yep. As always, if you have any questions, um, you know, we don't know everything, but we know a bit. Um, so get into our inboxes. We're yep. happy to help. If Come down to the studios, Marshall Street Studios in Bandura. Um, we're here to help. Um, so... You know, chat to us. We're available. If you love this information and you want to share it with a friend, please do share it all over your socials. We want this to get out as many people as we can. Um, and it's always really, really appreciated when we see people talking about our podcast. So yep. thank you. Um, and we'll see you next time.